Welcome back to I Sure Hope My Mom Doesn't Hear This Podcast. Today I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Jack Manning. Say hi, Jack. Say hi, Jack. Hello, everybody. So, third episode, 003. Today is July 31st. Jack has been going to Utah for the past, what, four weeks now? Yeah, the last week was week four. Week four, so halfway. So, I've been really meaning to get him on the podcast, being the fact that he's a longtime good friend, and... He's one of the people that I know that I can talk to basically the easiest for the longest. Um, today I've got some fun topics. Like I said before in the previous episode, I'm going to have some reoccurring segments. Um, let's start with baseball because this past week has been fucking infuriating. I'm a Cubs fan and we lost basically three of the biggest players you could ever lose on the Cubs. We lost... First, Anthony Rizzo, next, Chris Bryan, and then next, Javier Baez. We lost a couple other players, but those are the big three that we lost in the trade deadline. All three All-Stars, right? All three All-Stars. Chris Bryan got Rookie of the Year. Um, Anthony Rizzo is a Golden Glove winner, and Javier Baez is at least an All-Star if he hasn't won something else that I know. And I haven't done too much research into who the players are that they picked up. I've screenshot of them so I know who they are and I figured we could kind of find out the stats together today. Um, Bryant's picked up prospect Caleb Killian and uh, outfield prospect Alexander Canario announced Friday yesterday. Uh, do you know anything about those two players? Because he got traded to the Giants. I haven't looked up their stats. Let's give them a look because I think they're just trying to rebuild and and, and I mean the, the I mean I don't know what what their uh, salaries were going into this year, but um, after that World Series, I mean they were going to be free agents in two months. They, yeah, and they, they all got paid after the World Series, so you know you got gr- good players, all stars, expensive players. So maybe it's just part of the rebuilding process, you know. Um, and I mean you got the Yankees and the Giants on that list, and they're both teams with. Um, with plenty of money, and they, and they put it into winnings. So. Yeah, especially the Giants. So Caleb Killian, um, he's at a 6-2 win-loss record, so he's not fairly experienced for 2021 stats. MLB career stats is 6-2, so he's a fairly new player. His ERA is a 1.79. His IP is a, a 100.2. SO of 113 and a whip of 0.77. And he is, I don't know what position he is. Uh, well, the bottom line is the Cubs aren't playoff contenders this year. No, they're so. not. And, and, it, and it bugged me out a lot because, I mean, my dad grew up in Des Moines, Iowa. I've been a Cubs fan since the day I was born. And for a lot of my childhood, a lot of people, it even passed before that, the Cubs sucked. They've been dog shit. And with a lot of the players they have in the roster, including those three, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and Javier Baez, they were not sucky. They were contenders. They were a force to be reckoned with. I mean, shit, they won World Series. Um, so that pissed me off. The worst one was Chris Bryant. I was super bummed about Chris Bryant. Well, I also think it's partially, you know, the Cubs had the, had their run, but the Yankees have been, you know, with, with them picking up Rizzo, it's been uh, – they're obviously, you know, it's been over 10 years since they won a World Series. I believe the last time was 2010. Um, so they're probably looking to stack up, have one good year, and then, you know, rebuild again. You know, that there's, I mean, even looking at Yankee teams, there's not a lot of teams that compare to that 2010 Yankees team, and they're trying to build up. And, you know, they do that every once in a while. That's why they have 27, 28 World Series yeah. wins. And, and, you know, the Giants are always, you know, playoff contenders as well. So, you know, making moves for the, um, you know, the locker room guys, big players that can make a difference. Yeah, I agree. The, I mean, a lot of people, what's, what's the year of the Yankees that everybody is like, there's nothing like that year. It's. I mean, I don't know. You could do. Because there's the 2010 team. That was an incredible team. Yeah, it was a great team. And I mean, you got all the Reuters on that team right at the end of the steroid era. Um, You know, they had some good years in the 90s. And you go back to Mantle and Roger Maris age, you know. So there's a lot of incredible, incredible Yankee teams. But um, 
they, they, they tend to do that, you know, they're kind of like, they, they were the first professional sports team to do the, to the, to do the whole super team thing, and that plays into baseball not having salary caps and all that stuff, and, you know, the Yankees are a, you know, essentially a, a Fortune 500 company. They they can do whatever the hell they want with their money. So it's it's um it's just about timing for them, and that's why they have I think it's a 20, I think it's 28 World Series now. So um, it all it all plays into it. And if the Yankees go 10 years without a World Series, if there's a problem, they're going to start making moves to uh, to change that. And that's you know part of the reason I'm sure why the Cubs are in the spot they're in. Um, I believe they acquired, the Cubs got two players from the Yankees. Two players, and I think they got, pretty sure they got money too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, so. Uh, the New York Yankees acquired the first baseman, Anthony Rizzo, and Cash from the Chicago Cubs in exchange for minor league right-handed pitcher, Alexander Viscotio, I apologize if I'm pronouncing that right, and outfielder Kevin Alcatara, also apologize um, if I'm pronouncing that wrong. So they got two minor league players and some money. Which, and those minor league players could turn into superstars, but they could also turn into duds. Mm-hmm. So, there is a little bit of risk with picking up minor league players. I think a lot of people that even know baseball to a remote level kind of know that. I'm worried for the Cubs' future. I know that, I mean, and I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. Um, but it's also, there's also an emotional level. Like, when your team goes 100 years without winning a World Series, and then three of the players that were a part of that team get traded all in the same day, all in the same year, kind of hurts. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I believe it was the day before the trade deadline, and a lot of... It was the day of the tra- trade deadline. It was literally, like, hours before it, which was shocking. That's why it was shocking to so many. And a lot of teams lost uh, a lot of good players, especially teams with, you know... The, the Nationals lost two big players. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, the Royals lost Danny Duffy. Um, I think Oakland lost a couple a couple of key players, and it's just a fact that these are, um, you know, their salary caps are, can't match the, yeah. the big guys. And, I mean, well, Aaron the, Judge. Cubs, the Cubs are what number, I mean, they're one of the, oldest teams in MLB. I believe they're the second oldest. Another ballpark is the second oldest. Fenway Stadium is the only older ballpark. And it's by like a year. Yeah. And, you know, playing along with that, you know, you got, you know, even, even there, them being on the, you know, higher end in the, in the MLB when it comes to cap space and all that stuff, they're, they still can't compete with the, the coastal teams and that, that seems no. to be the that seems to be the case you know you always have uh, teams contending with them but those coastal teams always tend to um, you know kind of bully their way yeah. into the World Series Boston Yankees the Giants um, I mean the list goes on yeah. there's, there's plenty of teams that you can bring up in that conversation and it's true a lot of those teams just kind of brute force their way into it and I mean at the end of the day if it gets the job done it doesn't really matter yeah, I mean, they have more fans than everybody else. So yeah, exactly. People, but, you know, I mean, it's just like... Which is kind of ironic when you think, because I think for a lot of people, I mean, me especially, I don't know if it's because I have family from the Midwest, but when I think of baseball, I think of the Midwest. I think of... I mean, shit, one of the most popular baseball movies of all time is Field of Angels. Where's that base in Iowa, Nebraska? Field of Dreams? Yeah. Where's that? Where's Where's Field of Dreams based at? What state? It's Eastern Iowa. It's yeah, it's literally Iowa. a baseball field surrounded by corn. Like, that's in my opinion one of the most iconic ballparks of all time, and it's from a freaking movie that's not even true. So I think a lot of people when they think of baseball, they think, oh, Midwest. That's like the proving. A lot of the great college teams for baseball are in the Midwest. I think part of it is just the Midwest doesn't have a lot better to do other than um, watching play sports. You exactly. Know, that's why. I mean, even in, you know, the Midwest and the rural South, I think are very similar in that way, you know, when it comes to football, baseball, whatever the case is, and um, the fans take it more seriously. And um, it's a little different when you have a hometown hero from a small town in the Midwest or the South than than when you have a big city, you know, guy that was um, brought up with, 
training backed up by you know extremely high finances and, and you know daddy's money. There's mm-hmm. a little bit less of that going on in rural USA. So. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of like basically everybody from the Midwest. If you're successful, you're self-made. Like you think a lot of the farmers out there, those are wealthy people. When you put an account there, all the land they own, that's a wealthy person. But they had to do it on their own. Nobody gave that to them. I mean, they might have inherited inherited it, but they worked that land every day. So that's one of the things that I think just kind of puts into the factor of the sport thing is a lot of people grew up working hard and having to earn everything they got. <sighs> what what whiskey are you drinking again there, Jack? Uh, Woodford Reserve Bourbon. That is, in my opinion, I would consider that to be an underrated whiskey. I feel like not a lot of people talk about that whiskey when it comes to not great whiskeys, but good whiskeys. It's not, is it top shelf whiskey or is it uh, mid? Depends on where you go. I mean, top shelf kind of is a, uh, when it comes to liquors, top shelf is not a, perfectly defined thing, you know, uh, a place that has, you know, if you're thinking about restaurants or bars, they're going to have different top shelves based on their clientele. Yeah. Um, Woodford Reserve could be a top shelf at a... Applebee's. Um, yeah. A small, <laughs> a, a small, you know, small town restaurant or a lower, lower end restaurant that's maybe more accessible to working class people. Um, that could be a top shelf. Yeah. That could be, ooh, it's, a, it's our anniversary. I forgot the wood river. Yeah, uh, I mean, you go to some restaurants and they have, you know, uh, a $50 a shot top shelf or a $35 a shot or $25 a shot. And it goes, and it just depends on, on where you're at, where you're located. Um, and uh, the effort that goes into the cocktail that, that you're asking for. So, um, you know, Grey Goose could be a top shelf at some places and it could be a call. Yeah at other places and uh you know i think a lot of chain restaurants you know that top shelf market is 10 to 10 to 15 dollars a shot yeah usually would you say you're more of a whiskey guy or a beer guy because i I mean for those obviously nobody watching we don't tape these episodes um not yet at least jack has a whiskey on the rocks and a Michelob ultra would you say more of a beer guy or a whiskey guy um you know you gotta be careful with beer um i was always a beer guy but you start getting a little bit of weight when you start drinking the, the really high quality beers. But um, yeah. with whiskey, drink it all day. You can you can drink it all day and not gain weight. Um, you might fall down the stairs, but you won't get any weight. <laughs> no, you won't. Would you? So there's a for those of you who know me. Not everybody obviously listening to this. Well, I like to play. Would you rather games every now and then? They get progressively more and more difficult as they go. And, I've concocted one specific question for Jack before I even knew that he was drinking what he's drinking. So we're gonna play Would You Rather, you down? Mm-hmm. So we'll start gentle but specific. Would you rather drink bottom shelf whiskey for the rest of your life, I'm talking Idaho Silver, Old Crow, like you gotta do the well anytime you go anywhere. And the, uh, would Black Velvet be included in that? If it's in a well, if it's if it's in a well, sure. but. Anywhere you go, you could go to the, you could, I mean, fucking cactus. They're, well, it's, I'm pretty sure Idaho Silver. Or would you rather drink Natty Light and only Natty Light for the rest of your life? Oh, well, whiskey for sure. See, and I agree because I might not enjoy the taste of well whiskey, but I definitely will get drunk off of it. I might not get drunk off of Natty Light for shit. Five That's years. not my issue with it. It's, uh, is it taste? Well, no, it's beer. I have cravings. You yeah. know, I, I crave certain beers and certain times and certain yeah. times of the year. Uh, with with whiskey, you know, even if they're wells, you can have a little bit of uh, variety. Yeah, you can throw some Coke in that bitch. You can make a whiskey you could, sour. You can make it. You can make a lot of cocktails with it, and you can make it work. Yeah, just dress it up a little bit. Yeah, with. Um, Natural light, or You're, that's just natural light. Any, no you know, any any light beer. You know, I, there's a time and a place for it. Yeah, um, and it's it's when it's hot, hot as hell outside. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking mainly water, mm-hmm. so you don't mind drinking it. Yeah, so what? definitely whiskey, but I, I don't want to ever have to succumb to that. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to go 
Do you want me to ease into the Woody Rather, or do you want me to just skull fuck you out the gate? Whatever's clever. Alright, we're gonna skull fuck you, because I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> Alright, where do I start? Um, so some of these you might have heard before, some of these you might not. Would you rather... I'll start with one you've heard. So it goes, <laughs> your dad, you, and your mom. So there's three of you in here in a line. Your dad is one inside of your butt and you're one inch inside your mom's butt. Are you moving forwards or backwards to escape? Is uh, falling to the side an option? No, because yeah, you'll just spin around like a... No, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> you'll spin around like a foosball player. Uh, <laughs> I don't like this one. You okay, if you pass the next one, you, you, that's, you get one pass. So you either answer that or you wait for it to get worse. Pass. All right. Uh, okay, would you rather watch your parents have sex every day for a year or join in once to make it stop? Follow-up question, are you glad you passed? Because <laughs> it only gets worse. I just don't understand why my parents have to be involved with every goddamn question. They won't be, eventually. Uh, they're, they're probably going to listen to this, so... <laughs> <laughs> Most people's parents have. Um, get it over with. Just that. That's the worst question I've ever heard in my life. You, uh, you used your one skip, you have to. Jesus Christ. I don't want to go into detail, but yep. Do, do I do I just have to uh, do I have to watch from beginning to end, or is it just like it's a, if you're watching it's like a, oh wait, it's an end. It's, it's oh a, god it's an oh no nope, if you're watching you're watching from beginning to end you have to sit in the chair and it has to, it's gonna be a part of your day you're like all right I gotta go over to my parents' house why I gotta do something imagine how inconvenient that would get. I'd get so, and you get desensitized. So what yeah. happens if I go on vacation? Do I have to like FaceTime them? <laughs> <laughs> Vacations will exclude, but you can't move. You can't just be like, all right, I'm leaving the state of Idaho. Jesus. Uh, you know what you want to say, but you don't want to say it. There, there's really no good answer here. Yeah, but I think there's one logical answer. I know what I'm doing. I'm joining in once. I'm getting that shit over with after like the fifth day. I'm like, fuck this. I don't want to do you it. You wait five days? I would see if I could suffer through <laughs> it. I could see if I could be like, all right, let's see how fucking drunk I can get before I do this to where I don't even remember it. And then I'd be like, fuck it. This is just getting inconvenient. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I can answer that other than the fact that um, I would definitely have full-blown alcoholism. Oh, I would be, I would drink myself into a coma. And I wouldn't. I, I, you know, if you're in a coma, you don't have to watch your parents have sex. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's not. A, I, I'd like to leave my parents out of the conversation for the remainder of the podcast. There's at least one more that I got to do, but I'll, I'll, I'll. We'll we'll go down. We'll go downhill, so it won't be as rough. Would you rather have to run every? So run. Only run. You can't walk. You don't have to run everywhere, but like you're at work, you gotta sprint. You gotta go check on a table, you gotta go sprint. No, oh, I'd do that, man. Or, or have to scream for the rest of your life. Run. Thank you. I asked that to like 10 people and like scream. I'm like, dude, you're gonna lose your voice after a day, your vocal cords are gonna get damaged, and then you're not gonna be able to talk. And like, you're only after running short spurts. Like, it, I, I think that's not that bad. Um, yeah, I think run all day. Did I ask you the chimpanzee one? Not today. Okay. Well, obviously. Oh, shit. Uh, would you rather fight a chimpanzee once a year, every year? Oh, yeah, I remember this one. You get a samurai sword, though, or have to fight a chicken every time you get your not once a day, every time. And I got 
significantly one-sided answers on this one. And everybody that gave me that one-sided answer, I think is stupid. Here, here's the deal with the chimpanzee. They're strong as shit. If, well, yeah, for sure. It, it's really just a matter of if you survive the first The time. first one, yes. And I don't think you do. I think that chimpanzee takes that sword straight out of your hand. Because you have to think, there's no emotion to chimpanzees. They're purely rage. They don't think like, ow, oh, that hurt. They, they, go, they go till they're dead. One of the first attacks a chimpanzee does to something is they rip their dicks off. Because it's a sign of weakness. It's an exposed body part. They go, oh. And chimpanzees are a fairly intelligent mammal, so they have sex. They have basically sex like humans do. They give up. They, chimpanzees are one of the only so you're mammals. Chimpanzees gonna fuck me. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying the chimpanzee is probably gonna rip your dick off. Well, is it a guy chimpanzee or a girl chimpanzee? Can I, you know, can I charm? You don't know. Can it's, I charm her? It changes. <laughs> <laughs> can I charm her? Like, hey, baby girl, you ever been to Google Barbecue? We got a bitch yeah. in front ribs. Yeah, I got that discount. <laughs> I got that discount. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you fighting the chicken every, every time you get in the car? Or are you fighting the chimpanzee once a year? I feel like I have enough experienced chickens to where it wouldn't frighten me. Yeah, see. I, I'd just be able to, I, you know, I wouldn't even kill it, you know, I'd... You have to. It's to the death. Both of these are actually to the death. Okay, well... You can't just throw it out the window and drive away. To the year of the chicken. You yeah, gotta think, though. I mean, that's yeah, free chicken. I mean, I'd kill the chicken. That's free chicken. Is it every... I mean... It's every time you get in your collar. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll take the chicken. How, how long is that? Is that forever? Is that just a year? or what? What's we'll say... Year? We'll put a year on both of them. Yeah. Uh, well, no, you said the chimpanzee... So it's either a chimpanzee once a year for the rest of my life or a chicken every day for a year in my car, right? Is that, yeah, is that we'll, what say, we'll say that, yeah. Yeah, definitely the chicken. Yeah. But as long as it's a chicken, not yeah. a rooster. You said chicken. Yeah, but the chimpanzee... said chicken. The chim- the chim- said chicken. The chimpanzee has changed its sex. It might not always be a guy, it might not always be a girl. So this chicken might be a... Well, let's say eight out of, eight out of ten are chickens. Yeah, two. every now and then you get a wily, yeah. you get a wily cock. Yeah, I definitely do chickens. See, and I agree, because every time you fight that chicken, it's just gonna get easier. You like, all right, grab it by the leg, rip the head, throw it in the back. I got free chicken. Just gets easier. All right, last one, and this is going to be the hardest one. But you have to answer. You have to. You can't not answer this. Not one. answering if it involves my parents. Why? Why? What's what's with you and parents? Because it's, do you have a do you have a thing? I don't. I enjoy stepmom porn, but I don't have a thing for parents. But who doesn't like stepmom porn? I mean, remember this enough. All right, so I'll try and make this non-parents or family. Yeah. What the? N- n- no blood relatives. Yeah, we're not. We're not in Mississippi. Okay. All right. Would you rather have a threesome with John and your girlfriend, Alex, or Alex and another girl? Actually, John and Alex, or no, John and another random girl, or Alex and another random girl? Are you trying to make me single? Um, <laughs> I could have done this with your parents, so just say you're welcome now. I'd like to start off with saying I'm uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> and you sure hope your mom doesn't hear this. That being said, option. Uh, I don't know. I mean, definitely not. You don't want to do this threesome. I know. I, I know. And that's that's the the key factor in this is. Um, yeah, that's know, awkward. And I'm not trying to feel inadequate. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, I like being the big dick in the locker room, and if there's a. You know, What's other, that like? 
Hey, you know, well, if there if there's other if there's other dicks in the locker room, then you have a significantly lower chance of being the big dick in the locker room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so speaking of significant others, do you have any deal breakers, like just stuff that you won't do? Like say like say a girl is like, would you rather date a girl? Like say Alex either a didn't flush the toilet after she peed, or B, left her used Q-tips in the sink? You know, I mean, that'd be gross, both both options, you, but I wouldn't say they're necessarily deal breakers. I think that, um, for me... You don't, think, you don't think the pee one's a deal breaker? Like, I mean, if, as long as it's pee. Okay, what if it's poop? Well, girls don't poop. So that's not some girls poop. Moms poop. You and every girl turns into a mom. Yeah, but how it works is when they have the baby, it breaks open the poop canal, and uh, <laughs> and that's when women start to poop is after their mom before. So that. if women don't poop, how do they fart then? Because women, girls definitely fart. That's just um, their brains work up so much anger that it creates a gas. <laughs> it comes so out there. it's not even a real fart. It's just a, you know, it's just an angry gas. <laughs> and uh, men cause it typically, um, but it's not a fart. Yeah. It's that's why they call it a, a puff or a floof. You know, it's because it's an, it's an angry gas. Yeah. You know, that's, and that's what women do. It's yeah. not it has nothing to do with what you eat or anything like that. It's just anger. Yeah. See, one of, one of my deal breakers is a girl that laughs at everything. So would you rather have deal breaker, what a deal breaker, which one's a deal breaker? A girl that laughs at everything or a girl that doesn't laugh at anything? You know, honestly, my deal breaker... Because I would rather have a girl that laughs at everything than that no. doesn't laugh. No, when I'm in a relationship and, and we're at the age now where we have to, you know, our relationships are becoming more serious and it's time to start thinking about our future and all those things. It's it's not, you know, it's not what a person does wrong. It's when, when you're in a relationship trying to build towards your future, it's more about what that person does for you. Right. Or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. So, for example... I despise doing laundry and especially folding it. Okay, I despise it. I hate it with a passion. Really? Um, now I live with Alex, <laughs> and she knows that I hate laundry. Therefore, I don't do it. It's a pretty fucking good deal to me. Yeah. So she hates doing the dishes. As long as I'm in town, dishes are done. I'm doing those dishes. Um, or, you know, whatever she asks me to do, because I know at the end of the day, my laundry's going to get done or, um, Hey, I work a lot of hours. I work a ton of hours. Sometimes it doesn't even feel like I have a life outside of work. Um, and she's a big help on taking care of me in that way. The things that I can't get done during my, my work days, she'll help me out. Right. And that's. Those are the things that are more of a deal breaker to me. Uh, flushing the toilet, Q-tips, whatever the hell you said, those things are all fixable. But they're gross, but they're fixable. You can what about the laughing versus not laughing at all? That's pretty fucking annoying. I don't know. I'm pretty funny. Yeah, but imagine if, she, imagine if you're at a funeral and she's just like, here lies John Varner. And she's like, you're just like, fuck, dude, he's dead. Or, 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 it's just, they're just both so unrealistic that it's like, oh, it's a game. I know, I know. I guess my deal breakers are more um, real life. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, I guess I'd take the... I think I'd take the laughing over the never laughing because I try and... I try and be as happy as possible most yeah. of the time, so... Would you say that we're gonna move into another? I enjoy TikToks. There's some pretty fucking weird ones out there. Um, 
Jupiter. <laughs> Jupiter's got 38,000 T. Yeah. <laughs> Only on the top, though. Hey, he's got some incredible live videos. He was dancing. <laughs> he's always on live. <laughs> that dude lives fucking seven days yeah. a week. Everybody check out Elmer Waldrop Jr. He's a, he's a hero of mine. Have you ever heard of the king of TikTok? No, I have not. He's pretty incredible, so. Well, good morning. Let me put my glasses on. Hold on. Oh, oh you did show me this guy. It's a damn troll. Wow. Oh, wait, this isn't a good one. This is a good one. Good morning, my kings and queens above 18. How are we doing today? Are you going to Saturday link these in your... and it is absolutely beautiful. What's that? All right. Are you going to link these? Uh, I mean, his TikTok is uh, kings and queens above 18, and he says that about 35 times in every video. Well, I am looking for a new queen. Yeah. Where's the uh, remote for the soundbar? Do we have it? Yeah. Because okay. it is quite loud right Back. All right, you should be good. You know, do things with and have fun and do the king challenge. Wake her up, pull the covers off, and kiss her ass. So if you're in the Akron, Cleveland, or the Maslin area, or the Cannon area, and you would like to be my queen, and go for rides and go do things on the weekend. I would love to meet you. You guys have a beautiful day. Just email me at kingsandqueensabove18 at gmail.com or stevesummerfield2016 at gmail.com. I am looking for a queen that I can share. Do you think you're going to do the kings and queens above 18 challenge with Alex? you think you're going to pull a covered off her and just kiss her right in the butt? I think you should. I, I, I could probably handle that, but um, I'd just like to say I'm from Akron, Ohio, and uh, <laughs> the state of Ohio, I think, is either all incredible or all bad things. They really have no middle there's ground. No, yeah, there's no middle ground. There really isn't. It's like you have the Buckeyes, but you also have one of the worst drug problems in the country. So it's like, uh, you know, kind of. So you gotta kind of a strange place. Also, you want to see the scariest person I've ever seen? That scares the shit out of me. That guy scares the shit out of me. He's security, and he's got the fattest mustache I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know why you're scared. I feel more secure. Yeah, but what if... I mean, that guy could go anywhere. That guy could go AWOL. That guy could burst down your door and just come in for a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Who's just that? This guy also scares the shit out of me. Humber, cheeseburger, Big Mac, Whopper, Humber, cheeseburger, Big Mac, Whopper. Yeah, I'd say you definitely have to link all of these TikToks in your description. I will do my best. This guy has a 13 forehead. This guy has such a big forehead, I could watch an IMAX movie on it. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's a male pattern balding or a, you know. A con cranium an, condition. An acre, an acre of land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're looking for land. Why does that for it? I think it's fucking ski slope. This is uh, Santa Claus on drugs. Well, I've been dating several ladies here lately. Why has he suddenly completely with me? Honestly, Santa Claus is under a lot of pressure, so um, <laughs> that what dude, he decides to do in his free time, you know, other than December, he's got to have his shit on par in December, but... That dude's vocal cords are made of leather and denim. Because his voice is rougher than basically anything I've ever heard. And it's terrifying. You guys get the shit out of me. Uh, you've seen this guy, right? Wow. <laughs> this guy's the best. Yeah. 
he had one about about his sister being cheated on or something like that. It's always something. His sister's getting beaten up or fucked, and his or his girlfriend's getting beaten up and fucked. Well, there's the one where he just gets cut, get, just gets cut off in a bar. <laughs> and it's always the loud thunder, heavy rain. And this is a guy that I don't think could kick my ass, but would end up kicking my ass because I don't think he could. I feel like I'd drop my guard at this guy and he'd catch me with a wild haymaker and I'd end up, I'd end up in the hospital. Look at these Look at that. He just did a high front kick to the ceiling. I don't know a single person that can do that in denim jeans. And it's impressive. Hey, you've seen me eye kick. I have not, but I've seen you rip your pants. That's for sure. You want to get dark with it? You want to get into some, some, some stuff that might not make you sleep at night? Um... I don't know, I say we keep it lighthearted. We're gonna get dark. Cause this is my show. So this is a video of a, I'd say a something, 20 something year old at a, kind of a sex toy shop in Adam and or Eve. He's uh, he's just browsing, he's searching. He's near what looks like the lingerie section. And or Eve? Is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> there's an Adam. I don't know fuck I ever in my life. <laughs> there's, there's, no, Adam. there's an Adam store and there's an Eve store. <laughs> but there's also an Adam. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think they should open that. But he's browsing. I think he looks like he's got his, uh, either his lady's purse or his girlfriend. Oh, he's, uh, he's touching one of those plays. He's showing interest and he's curious and he's like, wow, that... That, that's what I imagine the bottle feels like. wearing latex at a sex store? It sure is. He sure is. And it only gets worse. So let's just skip ahead. Oh, he it looks like he... Oh, he's pulling his dick out and fucking this display. Not pocket pussy. This is a whole fucking cover pussy. It's got an ass. It's got a vagina. And he just, he's just, he's whipping his dick out and he's just fucking it. And he's just, what I want to know is why did he save the most fucked up shit for me? And also, oh, there's other people that have seen these. Here's not the first. Well, for the podcast I'm on. And also, because you're special. You're an old friend. And also, um, did he have erectile dysfunction? (laughs) (laughs) Were you you paying that much attention? Goddamn, dude. Round it out with some just wholesome, wholesome content. Let's see if I can't find it. Of course, it's been. Oh, this one's good. <laughs> you like the sense. Oh, this is bad. This pussy lips I've ever seen. This pussy lips are so fat they look like Homer Simpson's mouth. I did not sign up for this. Nobody ever does. All right. What's this? You like Crash of the Caribbean, right? That's, that's, that's Crack Sparrow. <laughs> he's just, he's wondering where all the meth went. You know, uh, the, the one tough thing about a podcast is nobody can see what we're watching. See, that's the fun part. It leaves it up to imagination. Yeah, but there's not really... You're talking about all that fun part. something wrong. There's not really a distri- description going on. Um, no, there, there usually isn't. Let's see if I can find. I believe I know. There we go. <laughs> Happy New Year's. <laughs> so, what Jack is looking at is a man popping a bottle of champagne into a woman's asshole. And when I say it's going like a geyser, it's going like a geyser. Again, did not sign up for this. This is a... Uh... Do you like garlic? <laughs> <laughs> the roles on this woman are incredible. I'm not sure if I'm part of a podcast or if uh, this is just trying to make me uh, 
Uncomfortable? Yeah. Just speechless. I won't, I won't leave the worst for you. I'll leave the worst out because there's one that's in there that's pretty... You might not sleep. Yeah, save it for Isaiah. Or somebody. Or John. Somebody. Somebody's just decent. I'd love to be a part of the John podcast. I mean, I, I'm, the because third... you know that he's going to put it all on the table. Oh, yeah. John does not have an HR department to himself. There's, there's no... Fault. John told me to kill myself in a Best Buy once. Yeah, in front of uh, somebody who was setting up his new stuff. Yeah, what do they call those people? The salesmen? No, the they have like cars and shit too. Geek Squad? Geek Squad. It wasn't Geek Squad. It was somebody that just worked there. Yeah, but they're all kind of geeks. Yeah, it's true. We were at Best Buy shit back in 2017, 2016. And John's getting a new It was right before he was in the Navy, so so 2016. And John's getting a new phone. He's getting a Samsung. And me and Jack are hungry. We were told we were going to get food. We were in Best Buy for 45 minutes. And we're like, we're going to go across the street. And we're going to go across the parking lot to Panera Bread. And John goes, get the rope out of my car. Throw it over the rafters and fucking hang yourself. And then looked at the Best Buy employee and goes, sorry about him. He's the worst. <laughs> I go, what the fuck, dude? I'm the worst? And then he did it three more times at least. I'd be like, dude, John, like, fuck off. I'm we were there for like an hour and a half. We were there for so long. I'm like, John, fuck off. We're leaving. We want to go get food. And he's like, all right, fucking kill yourself, dude. Shut the fuck. And I'm like, John. And then he'd apologize, big ass. Sorry about that. And I'm like, just don't, you don't have to apologize if you just don't do it. That's how that works. John is, I, lo- I, I love John. Part of me still does. Part of me still does. It's it's not that deep, but it's got to dig for it a little bit. I love him, but goddamn, he does some fucking interesting shit. I don't. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like I want to show. I want to show you more fucked up stuff. You know, they found a thirty foot anaconda in Brazil. Can you, can you imagine what that looks like? Imagine 30 feet. Anaconda. Imagine it's like a, a, just like a 10-foot anaconda, but only a 30-foot long. Yeah, but I feel like you can't imagine what 30 feet looks like. I feel like most people can't be like, that's like, zero. That's like the size of like a semi-truck. Yeah, that's about right. But a snake, it'll eat you. They're not, they're not very poisonous. No, but they'll eat you. They'll eat you. They eat deers. Yeah, for sure. I think as long as the teeth didn't get me up. You know, I usually have my knife on me and I could cut my way out. Dude, it's the size of a fucking baseball. The diameter, or basketball. The diameter of that thing would be the size of a basketball. I'd be bigger if it ate me. Yeah, it would. I just don't think, you think you can get away? I think you'd run away from Anaconda. No, but I think if I... I think if an anaconda tried to eat me, I would just try and get in as quick as possible. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure their stomach acid is out of control. Pretty because, well, so Because they can eat, like, a whole, a whole pig, I'm pretty sure. From what I've heard is if they don't suffocate you when they wrap up around you and they eat you, you suffocate from being inside their stomach because there's, yeah. there's no air. Like, imagine suffocating inside of something else. Yeah. What's your biggest fear? Suffocation's up there for me. That gives me anxiety. Um, my biggest fear... I don't know. I, I feel like my fears are not never physical fears because we live in a... We live in Boise, Idaho. Yeah, like as a kid... All, I, I was, all my fears are very rational fears. Um, yeah, like, like as a kid, I was really worried. I think every kid was really worried about quicksand. Yeah, quicksand and, like and then your alligators. Uh, yeah, alligators, like, like that's terrifying. But there, I mean, there was one in Caldwell. But not, not yeah. Not, now that I'm an adult, it's like, oh, God, like, what if I'm poor someday? <laughs> what if I have to live in a trailer? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, or it's... What if I get fired? Or what if I... I don't Getting know, fired I mean, fucking sucks. Been there. I have, but... You're lucky. But, you, you know... You might after this podcast. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, all my fears are very rational. Cause yeah. It's like I'm, I'm trying to create. Do you have, you have like one irrational fear? I'm not a big fan of. Um, I, don't, I don't even know, you know. I, I really don't like thrillers of any type, whether it be like movies, movies or roller coasters or anything like that. Which is odd because you snowboard, and for snowboarding, you. Well, I'm in control. Yeah, but you still get kind of an, an adrenaline rush from snowboarding. Yeah, but it's a. Uh, I'm, I'm still in control. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, when it comes to. Because, like, for me, when I go snowboarding. Well, like. I mean, think about it. As long as you've known me, I wouldn't say I'm a control freak, but I like being in control of the scenarios I'm in. You you prefer order rather than chaos. Yeah, and so typically, for me personally, you know, when it comes to social gatherings, work, whatever the case is, and uh, I don't think this is tooting my own horn, but it's a personal characteristic trait of myself is I tend to lead situations to keep me in a spot to where I'm comfortable. I've noticed and, that. And if I'm uncomfortable, I will I will exit the, whatever that scenario yeah. is. I will, I will not be a part of it. I noticed that. When we were, we went to Vegas almost a year ago, about this time, pretty close to the end of summer, as far as I remember. One of the first last uh, September. Was it September? So yeah, pretty close. About a month, month and a half. And the what I believe was the first night we were there, we were trying to find um, a bar that was kind of like a club because this is like right when COVID was opening up, so dance floors and clubs weren't really a thing. And we were walking, and we just took a wrong turn somewhere and ended up on like a service street. And we were all trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And you were like, fuck it, I'm going to go gamble. <laughs> And you went and you walked off to some casino and I didn't see you until I got back to the hotel. So, I, I mean, I, I've definitely seen that a couple times. You're like, all right, um, you don't know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing and it's not this. Yeah, I like to be in control of everything that's around me. I don't like to, I mean, when it comes to any scenario, I like to know exactly what's going on at any time. And, and if I'm, if I don't have control over something, it means that it's out of my hands and trouble could happen and I, I try and avoid that at all costs. When it, and, and like, I feel like this might be true. It's not even control of the whole situation. Like it doesn't have to be your plan or your idea or your thing, but you want to be able to kind of dictate how at least your actions go. Cause like when we were in Vegas, you were like, Hey, let's go here, but we don't have to. Or yeah, sure. We'll go do that. But like, you just don't like being in a circle of people going like, oh, what the fuck are we going to do now? Like, you know what you're going to do, and if people want to do that, cool, but if nobody else doesn't, whatever. Yeah, you know, it, it just comes down to the fact where I like I like staying out of trouble. Yeah. And, I, and that's that's the, uh, you know, the final straw with me. And yeah. if I'm at any point thinking, hey, you know, this is going to go bad. You're not a part of I'm, it. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out, and that's always been the case with me. Whatever yeah. you know, whatever whatever weird scenario I've been in, and I've been in a lot, especially over the last four or five years. But yeah, I, I'm I'm the first one to first one to leave, and yeah, typically never. You know, I'd say there might be one or two one or two times where things have gotten out of hand in my life to where I was out of control, yeah. um, where I had no control over the scenario, and every time that's happened I've been extremely uncomfortable and so I yeah I, I've learned to uh, stay away from those kind of yeah, situations exactly stay away from things that could get you in those situations exactly that's kind of the reason why I slow down my drinking I only drink really one day a week right now I'll cut myself a break on holidays or vacations places where it's fitting and almost earned but man my drinking was getting kind of hey it was getting kind of out there where I would just get shit face on a Tuesday because I could especially during COVID where there's nothing to do I was shit I was drunk for most of COVID when I was on my couch just sitting there watching yeah and, 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 I, and I didn't have that because I was working the whole time yeah and I was working still but I wasn't working nearly as much as you were you were working 
a full-time schedule. I was only working, shit, maybe 20 hours a week. And my health has changed. That's the one thing that I really love is mentally I feel better, but physically I feel way better. I've lost, shit, almost 30 pounds. And it's, the 30 pounds might not look like a lot, but you stop drinking, you only drink one day a week, it'll, you'll see a significant change. Yeah, you feel better. I feel better, I sleep better, I'm not as bloated, I just, I don't, and it's gotten to the point where I've done it for so long You now. sleep better, but is it still easy to fall asleep? Yeah, I still I still fall asleep relatively easy. I mean, I've always had trouble falling asleep where I need to have, like, a TV or some kind of noise going. I have issues going to sleep when there's no TV or no noise. Like, I'm getting to the point now where I just have to put some music on, put it on for 30 minutes, like a small playlist, and I'll fall asleep. I'll basically stay asleep all night. But if I don't do that, it's pretty tough to just fall asleep. And that's the one thing that I don't know why that I want to figure out. But yeah, like, falling asleep's always been a problem for me, even as kids. So. Yeah, and it's it's. Tough. I think that you know that's part of the reason why I, I I mean even if it's just one beer, you know that'll put me in the yes. relaxed state of mind. Well, especially in the industry asleep. that you're in, where even towards the end of the night and the end. Because, I mean, what's the latest you have to leave work at as managing a Um, You know, if I'm closing the restaurant, depending on what restaurant I'm at, you know, 2 o'clock, 2.30. Um, in the morning? In the morning, but... See, and know, a lot of times... Typically, you know, between 11 and midnight, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely home. Um, and if I'm not closing, I'm home by 7 or 8 o'clock at night. And for me, when I was serving and bartending, is even once you get home, shit, it could be a 30-minute car ride home. You still have a good 45 minutes of just having to wind down. I, I think I have three hours. Of having to wind down. And, and that's been more so since I've started running the restaurant, managing, you know. Is it because you have more things that you think about outside of work, like having to make a schedule or something? Well, scheduling, employee issues, whatever the case is, you know, things that are on my mind or if I don't have them planned out and I don't have a plan for what's going to happen. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors in it. It's yeah. not, it's not just always employees. It's, it's catering orders or takeout or, you know, there's, what happened? There's a thousand different things going on in a restaurant at a time. So it's, yeah. Hey, did I, you know, did I cross my T's and dot my I's before I left work today? And if I didn't, I'm, I'm going to have a rough, rough night or a rough weekend or whatever the case is and and uh and then i'll end up you know not not working but fixing things yeah. on my, on my time I've, off i've always been that kind of person too especially since i started bartending where you are responsible for a cow still a lot of times where i'm always like and it isn't always involving the cash still but i feel like when you get responsibility of a cash still you get a lot of the responsibilities so like my last bartending job I'd get home and be like shit did I do that I'm pretty sure I did that but I'm not 100%. I definitely did that but I'm not 100% I did that well and my, my biggest thing is like I always worry that I forget something yeah same and I'm always worried like shit did I put that away and I'm pretty sure I put that away and I'm always you know especially with the company that I work for and the people that I work for it's hey did I set up the next guy for success right. and if I didn't that really affects me or yeah. if I'm like, oh God, I forgot to do that, and I know I forgot to do that, mm -hmm. the next guy's gonna be mad at me, yeah. or, or or this or that. And, you know, typically it's just a text, hey man, I forgot this, or I really meant to do this, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, so it's just been a it's been a major adjustment for me trying to, uh, you know, write lists, crossing off things, and, yeah. and uh, I've gotten a lot better over the last year and a half, yeah. and. Uh, I think it's paid off, but it's, you know, there's some anxiety with it for sure. Yeah. And I feel like when you are required to do more at a job, I feel like, at least for me, with working at, I work at Amazon now and I work four 10-hour shifts. I work Tuesday through Saturday, or Wednesday through Saturday, sorry. Um, that my three days off, I have to really manage my time and I have to use it. So, like, I don't know if that's the case for you at being at Goodwood, now that you have more responsibilities, you feel like your life is also kind of gotten more in order because you have to, if your life's not in order, your work life might not be in order too. Yeah, I mean, I have a,
I have a book where I write everything down and I have to really stay on top of things and um, as much as I'd like to say I have days off, you know, you still almost always get a text on your day off or a text after you're out of work after a few hours and, yeah. hey, I need this from you or that and and that's all okay. I'm, I'm fine handling it. It's part it. of the job. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, all things considered, it's made me better at managing my life, but it also makes it tough because it's like trying to separate your personal time from your work life and there's not always a uh, defined line. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's more of a defined point in time where, hey, I have time to do this or I'm, I'm out of service, I'm hiking or I'm at the lake or whatever yeah. the case is. And, and uh, those are the times you got to take advantage of because when you're sitting at home and you still get, and you get that text, you gotta, you know, or you get that call, you, you, you gotta be there for it. And, yeah. uh, um, I think I've had one of the most interesting, um, upbringings as far as management at the company that I work for, because I was uh, promoted a week before we shut down for COVID. Which was and, nuts. I remember when I heard about that, I'm like, and, you and a week prior, we had no idea that we'd ever be shut down, you know? Nobody did. It was we had, we had no, at the time, we had no cases in Idaho, and we still shut down. Yeah. You know? And uh, I've moved. I've, I've worked at three different restaurants for the company in the last year. Well, you're up in what part of Utah are you traveling to right now? It's uh, Draper, so just south of Salt Lake. Right. Maybe, you know, 20, 25 minutes. And, uh, you know, I've been in Utah for the last month. I worked there for a week last September. Um September, October, whatever the case was. Um, you know, I worked at our Boise store, our Meridian store. It's uh, it's definitely been a been a year, and I've had a lot of experiences. And you know, we've been short staffed. We've had awesome staffs. We've, you know, I've had trial and error with a lot of different things. It's been it's been a strange year, and um, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything because I think it really. Shot me in the right direction because you had to be, you'll be on your game. You had to be on your game this last year and a half. Yeah, and who knows the next six months with Delta popping up and affecting people who are vaccinated. Yeah, um, same same difference. Yeah, I mean, it, anything can change at any any moment. It's uh, one thing I've learned from the whole COVID thing is one second can be one thing and the next second can be another. So I'm, I mean, I'm grateful for everything I've encountered in the past shit year and a half i think i've grown more as a person in the past year and a half than i have ever had in my life because i've had to make some pretty drastic changes and choose things that i want to be a part of my life and and things that i just don't need yeah it's been strange it's been weird this podcast has been weird you had fun though Mm -hmm. do you feel like a different person from a year and a half ago no, from just the podcast, from the things I've shown and asked you. No. Do you want to feel like a different person? No. There you go. Are we going back to TikTok? It's not TikTok. It's something different. Do you like dirt bikes? Yeah. I like dirt bikes, too. Let's see if you still like them. showed the video to Jack of two dudes getting fisted in the butthole. Mm-hmm. Now do you feel like a different person? It was a really strange transition. <laughs> I felt like we were kind of getting deep there for a second. Yeah, I don't want this podcast to get deep. <laughs> that guy got deep in their buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it. All right. This has been fun. Uh, thanks for having, or thanks for being on the podcast, Jack. I appreciate it. Um, I hope to have you 
<laughs> Otter today. I hope to have you as a possibly reoccurring guest. Uh, is there anything you want to say to the people? Anything you want to plug? Talk about the restaurant? No. <laughs> no that, that was painful to watch. Oh, yeah. I am uncomfortable. All right, well, thanks everybody for uh, or for listening. Uh, I'll, I'll post this up on Spotify and the Anchor app, and I'll link it on my social media. Uh, thanks for being here, Jack. All right.